Welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E, and I'm very excited. My next guest has been a professional with over two decades of diverse experience across various fields. So I'll let her come on and and talk to you. I'll let y'all know and let her let you know what she's about. So welcome to the show, Courtney Copeland. Thank you so much. How are you today? I'm doing well. I love your mic, man. That's thank you. Good. Thank you. It's a headset, but the way I angle it, you can't really tell. Oh, no. no. <laughs> when you have big hair, you can do that. So. <laughs> no, I like your mic. sound very nice. It sounds clear and crisp. Awesome. So, Thank you. All right. So let's just jump right into it. So like I said, you, you've, you, you, your, your career spans over 20 years and you, what you from, you, it ranges from restaurants mm -hmm. to mental health to claims management and education. What what can you share about all these these careers you have, and how do you kind of fit that all into into what what you've become today? Okay, absolutely. Um, so I know I don't look like I have 20 years of experience working, but I started out in the restaurant industry when I was 12. Uh, yes, 12. Back then you didn't have to have ID. So my parents' best friends let me work in their restaurant on the weekends. And I started busing tables, waiting tables, all that kind of stuff, put myself through my undergraduate degree, which is creative writing. And then I um, kind of hard to find a job in creative writing. So I went into the insurance world and I started to handle customer service issues. And then I went into claims. And because of my resiliency factor, I was tasked with handling fatality and disfigurement claims exclusively. Um, so I saw the big, ugly, horrible things that people don't want to see and don't want to experience. Um, and through that, I actually started my own therapy, going to therapy because childhood experiences. Um, and then just, we had to see photos and body parts and cars and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I did that and did that for about 20 years and decided I wanted to change. So I went to graduate school. And when I went to graduate school, I decided to study counseling and mental health. So I obtained my master's degree in human services counseling, and I still do that. I have my own practice and I help folks through big, ugly stuff. I'm also a voice coach where you kind of find where your voice is because some of us, as I'm sure you know, you kind of lose your voice throughout life because circumstances happen to you. Your parents or family tells you, no, don't talk that way. No, that's not appropriate. Um, so I, I do some of that and, you know, we need benefits. So I still have my claims manager job, um, for my benefits, but my, my heart and soul is in my side hustle or my personal business, which is Trauma Treehouse and the Courtney Copeland. And that's where I help people kind of get through the big, ugly stuff and find their voice. Oh man. And, and I am one who's, who's dealt with, uh, tragedy and trauma um at the age of 31 my, my wife passed away in a car accident I'm so so, sorry. so i i've i've gone through that experience and i it, it's it's very um i could imagine because i've I had to deal with the claims department and all that so i could imagine the the the, the pictures you had to see and mm -hmm. and all the stuff you you had to deal with um so it's it's I I love the fact that you you help deal because you're also known as the the trauma tamer. Yes. Um, <laughs> so and, and it's 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 funny because I didn't deal with my I I well I guess I dealt it with dealt with it the way I mm -hmm. knew how at that right. at that time. Right. So and of course I I struggled for a while, but I was able to turn my life around and and get back on track. From your experience, because um, I know it, it's very difficult, it was diff it was a difficult time for me. Yes. Um, what is this? Is hearing all these stories and and watching these all, all these these photos and everything you had to experience? Is that kind of like what made you want to want to help people? Want to mm -hmm. get people through these traumas and help them? 
move move past what they're going because it is very hard. It it is something that's yeah. very difficult. First off, I do want to say I am so sorry for your loss. I know that was was a big thing, um, and that's part of what drew me to wanting to work with you. Um, and yes, that is a good portion of what I what I wanted to do when I went back to school. And I I focus specifically in trauma. Um, I'm not I I can refer you for addictions. I can refer you for couples. I can refer you. I deal with primarily adults and teens. For, so if you have someone who has kids with special needs, you need a referral, I can do that. But listening to people on the other end of the phone and then also having my own personal trauma history. I was, I've been in therapy since I was 19. I'm almost 50. So, um, you know, it's a long time and even counselors have counselors, right? So dealing with talking to some of the folks that I talked to and you mentioned you had to kind of deal with, with the claim and the insurance company gave us strict rules. Like this is the value. This is how much money we have. This is the claim. I understand that, but there's still a person on the other end of the phone. There's still someone who lost a family member or a body part or something of significance on the other end of the phone. And so I actually got in trouble sometimes for just letting people talk. And, you know, they're like, you're supposed to get off your calls in 12 minutes. I'm like, who's getting off a call in 12 minutes? Like these people have gone through something huge. They don't feel comfortable talking to their family because they're also going through it. So just holding that space, learning that and knowing, like, honestly, if I could figure out a way to get benefits that aren't crazy expensive, um, I would be doing it full time. But benefits are crazy expensive. Uh, I, so. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, so we yeah. got to do what we got to do in life. Um, but yeah, so I think that almost 20 years of doing that, plus my own experience, I just, it's in my heart to help others and help others through the big, ugly stuff because a lot of people shy away from it because they don't know what to say. You know, I'm, I'm sure you had an experience where people just kind of loved on you and you were probably held pretty closely for the first month or two. And then people kind of step back and back and back. You still have all these feelings, all these big emotions. There's still a void in your life, mm -hmm. but everyone's gotten back to their regularly scheduled program. And, 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 and it was difficult. And, and I couldn't, and I can't, and I couldn't like maybe during that time, I was angry at, at people yeah. feeling like that all oh, they abandoned me in my time and yeah. need. But a, as time went on and, and I really start and I start sought help and I, I started realizing that they couldn't stop living their life because I was going through whatever I was going through. They, they still had to go live their life. And, and, and yes, I'm sure they, they worried and they, they wanted the best for me, but, I had to understand that they still went on with their life. Life moves on. Um, even though I might have not wanted at that moment, but life does move on. It does. It does. And there's ways that I've learned through my training to help people through that and help people navigate that. And I think that's where when you put in the work like you've done, like I've done, you learn some of that stuff. And so you're able to help other people through it. And that's truly where my heart is, is helping others when they're stuck, helping others when they just need someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. A lot of counselors are, I mean, you're at Tuesday at six, Tuesday at six. I do things a little bit differently. I allow people access to me via Voxer, um, text, things like that. Now, certainly there's boundaries around that, but you don't just need someone to talk to Tuesday at six. Right. Yeah. And so I, you know, I think with what my experience has been and just like even handling claims, if they had a question, they would leave me a voicemail at whatever time and I would get back to them. I don't think enough people in the helping industry allow that because people need help in between sessions. People need help in between calls. People may just need to, a lot of people are verbal processors. They want to talk it out. Like, and truly that's a, one of the major benefits of counseling is verbal processing of what's going on. And 
you have all these feelings, you just need to get them out and saying them out loud makes you feel better. Not always, but most of the time. And I think that's where kind of people get stuck. They get stuck in their head. They get stuck in their heart. And being able to provide a place to do all of that is truly what I want to do. That's that's kind of what I feel is my life mission. And and I, I feel you on that because that's why when <clears throat> excuse me when I started the podcast, um, I started I started and it was more me when I first started it was just a couple of episodes were just me talking and ranting and going and talking about all the negative things that were going on in, in at the time because I. I was furloughed from work because of the pandemic, the beginning of the pandemic, yeah. and all this other stuff. And and I and I realized I enjoyed podcasting, but it just wasn't the content that I was enjoying. So when I started interviewing people and, and started talking to people and, and having conversations and and people got to share their stories and I started sharing my story and and then I would receive a message here and a message and a message there that hey thanks for this episode it it really it really sh- like showed me like this is what I want to do I want to start making an impact I want to help people out especially if I can have my guests come on they share their stories and who knows who needs to hear that 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 episode or who needs to hear that content at that moment and when you start getting these messages of people telling you, thank you for that episode. I needed to hear that or whatever it was that, that kind of just drove me to want to improve and get better. So I worked, I worked harder to, I started taking courses on, on editing video, audio. I want to invest in quality, uh, quality camera, quality mic, because I felt that people were tuning in and giving me something very precious, which is, which was their time. And I just wanted to make sure that I was giving back yes. quality content and making sure that my sound came right, came through correctly because I felt that what what I was doing was, was helping, was making an impact. Yes. And, and, and people were like, one of the first ways, oh, you monetize. I don't care about make. This is not why I do my podcast. I have these conversations because I want to help people. I want people to see that, listen, whatever you're going through in life and the struggles, there are people that are going through something similar. This is how they dealt with it. And I think you've created quite a bit of beauty in doing what you do. I think, because I've taken a listen. (laughs) So I think that when you get out of your own way, like you did, just wanting to all right, if I can help one other person, if I can speak to one other person, if this gets someone, whatever space and time they listen to my recording, whether it's live or, you know, on, on the commute to work or in the shower, um, the beauty of that is your heart, your willingness to get out of your own way is providing comfort to people who sometimes really do feel like it's just them in the light in their lives. Like they, that no one understands what I feel like. No one understands what I'm doing. No one understands what I'm going through and the ability to do that. And especially be vulnerable as a male, which thank you for that. Cause a lot of, a lot of men are not willing to be as vulnerable that I have witnessed in my life, particularly minority men are not as willing to be vulnerable traditionally as many women and thank you for sharing that because i think that lets other people know that there's power in sharing your story honestly it's it's been um the shift in the last few the last couple of years that that um like you said before it wasn't okay for men to to show that they're vulnerable Mm -hmm. it had to be strong it had to be men there was no no tears to be shed none of this and and going through what we went through the pandemic and, and seeing the high suicide rates and all yes. this other stuff, people started realizing that um, men go through struggles as well. Yes. We're, we're not, we're not invulnerable. We're not vulnerable. We're not invulnerable. We, we, we suffer, we go through issues and to be able to come out here 
and and express that and show that and show that it's okay this is this is therapeutic for me this is being able to come on here and talk about these topics and it, it just helps me it helps me but at the same time it might help someone else who's struggling with whatever they're struggling and realizing that man i'm not alone there there are other people struggling and it's okay for me as a man to to show my emotions to show that hey i'm not all right absolutely absolutely and thank you for doing that <laughs> it, it really is amazing to me how many i work with men i work with men and women um i've had a an opportunity to work with a lot of police officers in front of other people not a word yeah. when we have a session that's when they can actually be truly themselves and quite honestly, some of us aren't truly ourselves with our partner, our spouse. Like there's still the need to have that bravado or put up a face or, you know, I'm, I'm fine, honey. I'm going to make sure everything is okay for the family. And there's, there's still with some couples that lack of, you know, you don't want to, to let your partner down. You don't want to be weak. You don't want to seem like the weak link in your family. And too many people, like you said, are suffering. Because of that, suicide rates are through the roof across all boards, all channels, all demographics, all walks of life. And it that, I think, is the pandemic had a lot to do with it. Um, but I think a lot of it, too, is people aren't, they're keeping everything in. They're not willing to share, to reach out for help. And there's better than it was you're right there's not the stigma like there used to be mm -hmm. but some some people there is still a stigma they're afraid they'll be ridiculed or you lose their job or and actually some jobs you can lose if you have mental health treatment which which isn't fair it's just it isn't fair because you expect these people to go like i don't know how you expect these people to function without seeking the proper help eventually is there's just something's going to go wrong and and so i would think you would want them to seek the help and, and want to go out and, and and speak to someone because if they don't release it that way who knows which way they might release it exactly and in our country we have shootings left and right yeah and it's 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 crazy yeah um so you you like i said you you're you've done so many you're also teaching now you're... i yes i'm a professor at yeah. um bryant and stratton college so i teach counseling um kind of ironically because i don't work with families a lot but I, one of the mm -hmm. courses i teach is, is families um and then i also work with some substance abuse like educating on substance abuse which in my history my learning has come primarily from trauma there's a reason people are trying to escape something and they lean on substances to do that and i just have the the distinct pleasure of being able to just to teach others how to help others and it's amazing i love it and i that i i cheer that on because um because again I, I lost a brother to overdose as well so it, 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 was, it was it was it was it was a it was it was a span of five, six years where it was just like one tragedy after another, after another. So after a while, it, it just, I, I was kind of numb yeah, in, in a way. And, and maybe even a little bit more to now. I, I want to say it's just, um, I, I look at it a lot different now, especially with, life is just precious like this you never so when I, I started so now when i start doing stuff it's like okay i make sure that it's something that i enjoy doing like this is why i i, I love creating the content that i create i love all the stuff that i'm doing right now because just the conversations that i'm having the the people that I'm connecting with, the relationships I'm getting to build, it's like really making up. It's it's like 
just in these three years, honestly, I've shifted in, in a lot of things and things are falling into place. Like, um, I didn't, I, I didn't expect things to happen the way that, cause this wasn't something that I, I didn't, I was, I'm not in media. I didn't, I wasn't record. I wasn't, this is just something I wanted to do. And I just threw myself into it. And I just found out that I have a purpose. This is, I love doing this. This is, I found my voice. You mentioned about finding your voice. Mm-hmm. I found my voice. I found the vehicle that I can use to impact people's lives. And, and so going through everything that I went through, I kind of have an idea. I look at, I look at life completely different and, and I truly, truly, it's, I, I, it's crazy because she, my wife prepared me for, for life by introducing me into the world of self-development and self and, and, you know, and just learning to to better myself. She, when I got with her, she introduced me to reading Tony Robbins, reading Louise Hayes, and and all these other, and, and reading all these different books about spirituality, about life. That, of course, after she passed, I kind of lost my way, but the teachings were still in there. The, the like the lessons that I've learned were still there, and it kind of like helped. Yeah, I, I was lost for, for a little bit, but when I got back on the right path and sought the help that I needed, because I went to counseling, I had, that was the first thing I really, I was like, I need to get help. I need to speak to somebody because it's not easy speaking to your family. No. You don't, you, you might feel that they're going to judge you. They're going to think that whatever it is. So. A lot of people don't know. I went and sought help and went to counseling because I don't know. I don't know if I was embarrassed about it or whatever it was, but people didn't know until I started doing the podcast and talking about it more. And so for me, because you always, you don't want that stigmatism to be like, oh, you're crazy or there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with all of us if you think about it. I mean, there just is. None of us are 100% right. No. Um, but thank you for sharing that with me. That That is so important. Like doing the work, putting in the self-development, putting in the time on stuff that's going to make meaning in your life. I don't know how many of you. Uh, how many of us just sit there and scroll, right? We just scroll, 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 scroll. What is that going to do for you? What is it doing for you? I'm guilty. No. I'm saying, just saying I'm guilty. Oh, no, you know, we, we all are like, we all are <laughs> like, we, there's times I, I'm, we'll go to um me, my, my wife, my brother-in-law and all of us, a bunch of us will go out and everybody's on their phone. We're, ah. at di- we're, we're out for dinner and everybody's on the phone. Like, what happened to conversation? Like we're not, we're not sitting down and having these conversations. We're busy, like looking at oh, who's what celebrity sleeping with who or whatever it is that you. It's it's a distraction, honestly. It is, and it, it's become it can be addictive. Yes, like there's studies that show that social media, whether it's on your phone or if you're older like me and need the computer, are it's addictive. Um, Video games is another form of escape. Those can be addictive. So it's not just substances that people are now getting addicted to. It's escape from their brain. It's escape from their life. It's a, it, it's a way to escape reality. Yeah, yeah. gel. Like um, they, you you just kind of tune out. And honestly, there's a there's a game that I play when I fly. I think it's called Blockbuster or something. Um, because it's brainless, not brainless. You have to think about it. But you know, you can just kind of do yeah, it. Puzzle, yeah, like, I had a dream about it. Like, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> I went to Vegas recently and came back and it's a long flight. I'm on the East Coast. And I was just like, why am I dreaming about blocks? So that just goes to show like what's coming in is really going in. Like it's going in your mind. It's affecting you. So you putting in the work with the Tony Robbins and with the Louise Hayes and learning all the beautiful things that you've learned so that you can do this and do it well. Like all of that, we don't realize those little nuggets that we take in every day have a huge impact on us. So people listening to you and relating to you on the way to and from work, 
that has an impact on people. So I think sometimes we underestimate the impact that we have on others and the impact that passing things have on us. You think it's not that big of a deal, but you remember it someplace in your brain. Remember it. I don't need to remember blockbusters or not blockbuster. That was completely different time, but the <laughs> I, game. I was I was around. I was okay. around the blockbuster video. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm old. I'm old. I'm up there. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> but but like, why would I need to do that? Why did I spend four hours, seven, seven hours on the flight playing that stupid game? I should have been reading a book. I should have been intaking something that would benefit me mm-hmm. for you know certainly an hour or two. No problem. But I think too often we let our brains go into mush mode, for lack of a better term. We need to be putting good things in there. I think that's part of the reason people do enjoy listening to folks like you because there's actual content. There's actual quality. You're actually making points about improving your life versus you know, a game or sports highlights. I know there's sports people, that's okay. But, you know, something that's actually meaningful because oh. you're right. Your life is, sh- life's short. Oh, when you mentioned video games, I, I laughed because um, I used to be a gamer. I used to game all the time. I spend hours and hours and hours gaming. And so when <laughs> I started, I, I mean, literally spent hours and hours. So when I started podcasting, my wife now goes, um, I know you're serious about what you're doing because you have completely abandoned your PlayStation 4. It's just over there collecting dust. You're over here always recording, recording something, doing something. She says, this is something serious. She's like, what can I do to help you make this more so she, she she helped me create the LLC that started my production company. And and she lets me, she's like, she has her time. Like her time, the, the days that is her days, I don't record because those are her days. But she she knows my schedule. She's like, all right, you record these days, this day, this day. Okay, that's fine. Do you go ahead. But when it's her day, you <laughs> 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 have to make sure that the time is spent with her. But yeah. she's very supportive. She's and and she's probably hasn't seen not one of my episodes. She, she really, but but well, because she lives with me, so she's like I speak to you all the I hear time. Like, <laughs> I hear you. I don't need to hear you all. I speak to you every day. I don't need to hear. But um, but she is my biggest fan. Like she she's she wears my my t shirts. She's always from like promoting my stuff. So she is my biggest fan. Even though she hasn't listened to an episode, that's what she says. She might have listened to a couple. I don't know. She might be lying to me, but <laughs> for the most part, I don't think she has listened to episodes. Sneak one in the car. <laughs> well, no, I don't think she has because I've I've spoken to her. Okay. I've spoken about her a few times on this show, and so she hasn't responded to. <laughs> What'd you say about me? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, it's it's being able to have someone that has my back and, and, yes. and is very supportive. And so I'm blessed in that, in that regard. That's wonderful. And that's something that, you know what, when there's a void and we don't feel like we have someone like that, we can kind of listen in with people like you with, okay. Tony Robbins sounds like he's screaming sometimes. So <laughs> I love, I love his content. His voice irritates me. I'm going to be straight up but I can turn it down and listen. Um, (laughs) Brilliant man. um, And, you know, any of those, any of the other folks who are are bringing good things, because sometimes we don't have that physical person to sit with us. We don't have that Mm -hmm. wife. So having comfort of a familiar voice, which I think is a gift that you have and bringing that forward. So, you know what? I listened to that episode. I listened to that episode. And some of us with ADD or ADHD, I have ADHD, um, and I'm sure some of your other listeners do too. And your viewers sure are probably us, like, what? I'm sure a lot of us. I'm sure a lot of us went, especially our generation. I'm sure a lot of us yes. went un, um, undiagnosed for a long yeah, time. For a, yeah, yeah, I was diagnosed like at 48. Right <laughs> so, 
so yeah they were like yeah ma'am you have it like bad <laughs> so you know we've we've learned different coping mechanisms some of it could be that's why we play video games that's why we're on the phone so much like your brain just goes in different directions but having somebody familiar like you either watching or listening in the car because please do not watch in the car please put your phone face down <laughs> listen in the car um but having a familiar voice provides comfort and so you've been able to kind of create that for somebody because like i said i've listened um and i think having that familiarity with somebody who's down to earth and who has experienced things but also shares the good things yeah is very beneficial for everybody it, it, no um I had a conversation with a friend of mine that I hadn't, I hadn't spoken to him in, in quite a few years. And I called him, he called me back and we had a, we had a wonderful conversation and he was like, man, he says, I've been wanting to reach out to you. Cause I, I caught, cause I, I started a, a morning show rise in the AM and I started it because I wanted people, I wanted to help people start their days off start the day off correctly. I wanted to start off on a positive note and everything. So this past Friday, um, the episode was on gratitude and appreciation. And when I spoke to him today and he was like, man, I, he says, I got a notification on Friday and you came up. He says, there's usually no, not, he says, there's usually not content at that time in the morning. So to get this notification, I was like, he's like, let me check it out. And he checked it out and he was like, man, I needed to hear that episode. He says, I needed to get back to being grateful and, and, and gratitude and all that. And hearing that was like, this is someone I, I, I love very dearly. He's really good. For, he's like my brother. And, and to have him say that and say, listening to that episode and what you're doing is amazing and continue to work with, with what you're doing. It, it it touched me in a way where I was like, thank you. Like, I don't, I, even though, I, you know what it is? Um, yeah. People, I, like, have called my boy, Cole Johnson. They like, you're bro, you're, you're amazing. But, you know, sometimes you get that imposter syndrome. Yes. You start, you, that's what, that, I think that might be one of my next episodes for Wise of the Am is talking about imposter syndrome because everyone goes through it, even myself. Yes. Even myself, I start doubting myself. And, and, and am I really truly an expert in this or an expert in that? What really makes me, determines me to be an expert? And it's all these things that are going in my head. Yes. Regardless of what people keep saying, people say, dude, you're great. You're doing some wonderful work. Continue to do it. But you get that doubt in you. And, you, and you're like, oh, man, am I really that good? Am I? Are they just saying it to make me feel good? So what have you done to overcome that? Uh, keep reading, keep working, mm -hmm. keep um, listening to audio and, and aff affirmations and to help me combat that. Because yeah. it's, it's just sometimes it just creeps in there, that little, that little doubt. All it takes is that little doubt to creep in there. But it's how I, how I respond to it, how I, I mm -hmm. okay, I'm not going to continue to do that. So I just continue to grind and, continue to just keep working on myself that's awesome and it does i mean it happens to all of us i have so many trauma certifications i i'm a lifelong learner i love learning new things my newest thing is i'm learning trauma and nutrition and how nutrition affects your ability to process your trauma um but i'm a lifelong learner even with all of my certifications and all the work that i've done and all the kudos that i get it's it's like that with everyone you're still like oh is that right? Is that good to do the right thing? And it, it's amazing to me that one negative comment from a passerby or even in your head can spin you down when you've done so much good. You've done so much good. Yeah. So, you know, you have that too where, okay, all right. And mind over matter, it's a little bit harder 
to do sometimes, then, you know, it's, it's a glib statement. Oh, mind over matter. You can do it. Just put it in. Med- I'm like, meditate. When I meditate, I'm like, okay, um, well, okay, got to do the laundry and then I got to do this. And, um, no, you know, you like, I don't know if you guys are like me, you know, but. You know, relax him, yeah. He's like, it's a time where you're supposed to just let your mind free and you just have all these thoughts just pouring. You're supposed to be there just relaxing and, and soaking in the moment. Yes. And you just got every thought just coming into your head. Like, did I fold this top? Did I do this? Do that? So yeah, it's not. There, there's moments where it's difficult. It's mm-hmm. not. But um, just the fact that I, like you, I, I continue. I'm just continuously learning. I'm just always. Uh, last year, I got certified as a life coach. That's that was awesome. something that I put on 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 my goal list for last year that I got accomplished. Good for and, you. And 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 it's. Those little things doing one thing that I'm working on now, because it's it's yes, I have goals, but setting up daily goals. Mm-hmm. Setting up daily goals that I can like one of the things now is I make sure I'm my bed is made every morning when I get up and go to work. The bed is made. That's that's a daily goal. That and people want to keep it simple. Like to me, it's yes. like keep it simple. Yes. And just start forming these positive habits that's just something that you want to continuously do so again i'm working on myself every day that's awesome so again we talked about you going into teaching and and mm-hmm. you're also a coach you, you, i you're, am yeah you're, you're, you're certified also as a coach yes so i'm a certified life coach i'm a united life coach and then i'm also a certified leader speaker and coach with the john maxwell team so um, I can help the official, I can help organizations, but I also help people. <laughs> you yeah. know? So I can do both. Um, and I, that was a program I really enjoyed just because it's, it's, it's pretty wash, rinse, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat. And then you put your own flair in it. Yeah. Um, but people, I don't think understand that coaching benefits everybody. Like, I never thought about that. I was like, oh, I'm in therapy. I'm good. No, no, no. Therapy helps you, like, do therapy things. And I do both. So I I, I, I know the difference. Coaching provides a space where you can actually bounce ideas off of somebody, get feedback. Um, and depending on what their niche is, mine's trauma and finding your voice. Yours, are you doing strict life coaching? Or are you doing any podcast coaching? Yes. Okay. So right. yours would be, you know, podcasting, finding your voice through podcast, mm-hmm. getting yourself out there, being authentic, being genuine. Yeah. Um, and then the way that we do that is, you know, lots of questions. We're not going to tell you what to do, mm-hmm. you know, cause I don't know about you, but like when I played softball, which was epically bad, the coach was like, you know, run 15 bases, you know, catch the ball. Like they told me what to do. So I think a lot of people don't realize at least I didn't as I got older, I thought coaches were just like sports coaches where you do this, you do that, you do this and life coaching, podcast coaching, you know, voice coaching. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. We're going to actually have you explore your brain. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause not necessarily me helping someone start their podcast doesn't necessarily mean that they want to do the niche that I'm doing. They don't, they might not want to go into the entrepreneurship coaching aspect of it. They might want to talk about sports. Mm-hmm. They might want to talk about movies. They might want to talk about music. It's my goal is just to help them find what is that niche that they yes. want. That that's my goal is to right. What what do you like talking about? What is it that you feel most comfortable that you feel like you're, you're kind of an expert at? What is something yeah. that you just love to talk about? Talk about that. Don't, yes. don't necessarily have to be like be like everyone else. Oh, I need to have a relationship podcast because that's what everyone's doing. No, um, find your lane. Find exactly. what it is, find it is, but find what it is that you love to talk about. If it's baking, talk about baking. If it's whatever, if you talk whatever it is, that's what you talk about. So yes. when I try to when I talk to people about starting a podcast, what is it that you're passionate about? What is it that you love to do? Okay. If that, that sounds like an interesting program, let's work on that. Let's see what, what, what it is. Where can we take that? Where, where is that, that lane for you? Yeah. Cause if it's not authentic, it doesn't come out right. And then, no. you know, as the coach, oh, I worked with you and this didn't happen. 
Well, because you're talking about something you don't know anything about because it's trendy. Yeah. No, you've got to find you. You are your business, right? You are your podcast. Without you, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to bring the real you to the show. Yeah. No, it, it it is. It's it is because when I first started, I didn't. When I first started podcasting, when I when I first originally bought my equipment was 2019, right? Okay. And I was the goal was to start a sports podcast with a friend of mine. It was going to be sports entertainment and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And life happened. Him and his his yeah. his wife got pregnant, so he had no time to do the podcast. And uh, 2020 hits, pandemic hits. I get furloughed. I have the equipment at home. And I just, it was because it was funny because I didn't, I don't have the setup I have now. Like it was a $160 podcasting studio that I bought off of Amazon. It was a mic, a mixer, and headphones, and an adapter that plugged into my, my, my laptop at the time. It, it was not the, I have a complete different <laughs> setup now. I like, I've really truly invested in it. But, it was funny because I was on the phone with my nephew. I was like, you know what? Let's just have a let's just have an introduction episode. And and I press record. And I didn't even have the proper hookup for the phone. So I'm holding the phone to the mic. And he's talking into the phone. And and we recorded like seven, eight minutes of whatever. And he was like, Oh, we can't release it. We gotta we keep practicing. We gotta keep doing. It. I was like, nah. This is gonna be this is the introduction episode. You know, it wasn't that long, but I was like, we're going to put it out there because I want people to see or hear the growth. Yes. I want them to realize, look, this is where we started at. Yeah. We had nothing. And to where I'm at now, it's, it's night and day. So after probably 60 something episodes of my audio podcast, which is at over 200 and something, 207 right now. Awesome. <clears throat> I, I did a reintroduction episode. So all I did was keep the first episode mm-hmm. and then extend added another 35, 45 minutes of content of that. Okay. To, and it was it was the introduction, reintroduction episode. <laughs> and and it was fun to doing it because I just wanted people to see, like, all right, this is where I started. This is where I'm at now. And this was like two years ago when I did this. So now the growth is even more like, cause now I'm doing live, a live show three days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays. I'm here recording a live show on video. Cause I didn't start yeah. off with video. That's amazing. You know what the most important thing you did was? I went and did it. That's right. You got started. <laughs> Imperfect action beats no action, hands down, any day. And it was it it, it was a struggle. It was it, 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 so, it, so even going back to the conversation I had with my friend earlier today, he says, "Man, he says I've he says to tell you the truth, I've recorded a few episodes for work." He says, "He says I've probably done a handful. I probably like the twenty something whatever episodes." He says. People don't know the work that goes into what you're doing. He says, I know I haven't done as many episodes as you have. He says, I know the work that you've put into everything. He says, all he says, all I did was take it and just upload it. He says, I didn't edit it and do none of that. (laughs) He says, I could, I know the work that you go through. And it's true. I like people think that you just come here and just record when I first started, it was none of that. I didn't know anything. I had I didn't have a clue about any of the stuff that I was doing. And it's just, the mic yeah. makes the difference. <laughs> it does. It does. It really does. If it sounds like you're in a cave, no one's gonna listen. No, right? No. And and I've learned so like I learned I've learned the difference. Like I found out what was the perfect mic for me as a podcaster. Mm-hmm. It, it was a dynamic mic. People are like, oh, what's the difference between a dynamic? Well, as with with a dynamic mic, if you if you notice, the closer it is to my mouth, the much more crisp, much more, much more, you can hear really hear my voice. 
Whereas a condenser mic is picking up the sound. You really have to be in a quiet area. Yes. Because it's picking up every single bit of sound everywhere around the house. And and so I've really started learning my craft. I really started wanting to become better at what I was doing. So I started reading, started YouTube. Like I've seen YouTube videos on everything from from what lenses to to what editing software everything everything and it's because again i i wanted to make sure first of all i love doing it so everything that i was doing was fun to me it wasn't like work everything i've done is is in work it's been something that's i'm just passionate and love doing and that makes a huge difference too. And, you know, you're right. Just getting started is the most important thing. And if you're an epic spitter, some people get really excited and they start, <laughs> know that before you buy your microphone, right? Because <laughs> so, that's going to make a difference in what you buy. Um, you know, when I get excited, you probably I start to talk a little bit faster. So I have to remember, slow it down, slow it down. But some people just, they get passionate. Like, I don't know if you've ever sat in the front row of church and a pastor got super excited. It was like a rain shower. Like, you're like, bro, come on. Stand back. Lisa at least told me to bring my rain. <laughs> yes, excuse me. You're just like, I, I understand you're passionate. But I need you to take it down a notch. You know, so, you know, that translates too with what you do and people don't understand that you've got to go in and edit that out or, you know, you're like, okay. <laughs> and, and, oh my. and so when I really started getting into editing and all that, so now I'm watching, when I'm watching TV or I'm watching interviews and I'm hearing people go, um, um, yeah. And, uh, um, um, and I'm like, man, I'm why I am listening to too much audio because now I'm just critiquing every single interviewer. <laughs> I'm like, man, you shouldn't have been said. You shouldn't have said that right then and there. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like so where's your cap cut? Where's your eye? I use iMovie. Uh, where's your iMovie? Like, turn, fix that. Yeah, it's it's amazing what you learn. But look how far you've come in two years. Well, two and a half years, right? Well, two years and 10 months. Three, three, nah, uh, 2020 well, is when you officially 20, got started? M- yep, yeah, March of 2020. Okay. So yeah. three years and a few months. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and you're just I, letting your brilliance shine, my friend. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, you're welcome. But it's just so much fun it, to me being able to have these conversations. I get to be myself. And then I, I I always just want my guests to be comfortable and be themselves. So that's why it works because yes. we're just here having a, a natural. I had questions, yeah, that I asked, but the, the, it just started flowing. Like mm-hmm. the conversation just started flowing and it just, it just, that's just happens. And I, yeah. and I love that aspect of it. It's just, you never know what's going to be said. Um, but it, for the most part, it's just, some great content is yeah just being able to have these conversations and 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 be able to again like i said if it's one person that takes anything from whatever we we've shared on on this show uh, i'm happy with that absolutely and you're also kind of coaching unofficially for those people who have their faces stuck in the phone on how to have a conversation because people don't, like you said, you went to dinner with your family, everyone's on their phone. Some people don't know how to talk anymore. So you're providing a second service that you probably didn't even know about. This is true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but, oh, man, Courtney, this has been great. Man. Yes, I, I, I love it. I bet you didn't think it was going to be anything like this. I, I go in with an open mind. I'm like, I I can handle, unless you ask me about calculus or a math problem, I'm ready to talk about anything. So. But, well, well if, if you've, like you said, you've listened to the show, so yeah, you kind of had an idea of where yeah. it was going to be. But um, thank you. This has been this has been wonderful. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much like, for having me. Oh, 
like time flew by. I know. I was like, wait, what? It's time for dinner? What? <laughs> yeah, like, the time has flown by. I'm like, oh, what? okay. But no, thank you, man. Now, now you get the screen where you get the solo screen, you get to plug away and let people know where they can find all your content, okay. everything. Awesome. Thank you. Well, it's super easy to find me. You just go to traumatreehouse.com. T-R-A-U-M-A-T-R-E-E-H-O-U-S-E, traumatreehouse.com. I've got quite a bit of information there for you. And if you're looking to work on your voice and how to work through that, then you can go to thecourtneycopeland.com. I'm on socials. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, and oh, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, those are the four that I have. So I'm just so super excited. Thank you so much for having me. Um, if there's anything that I can do to help you, if you have any questions about trauma, about claims, about anything like that, let me know. I'm happy to just be a listening ear. If you could use some additional support, there's a way for you to set up an appointment with me. I can do one-on-one. I also do group work and I do coaching. So any of those things, if those would be beneficial for you, please reach out. I got to find you on TikTok and, uh, Oh, don't laugh. I love NSYNC, so there's some NSYNC videos. <laughs> that, that's fine. Where I turn into Justin Timberlake for a second. <laughs> like, which member of the band are you? Everybody's Justin Timberlake, for the record. <laughs> but yeah, I would love that. And I'll have to, I just have you on socials on uh, Facebook, so I'll have to go in and, and follow you everywhere. I, I, don't, I, didn't, I don't even know how I, like, I don't even know how this was set up because I usually used um, Podmatch and, and Matchmaker FM, and okay. you were none of those. So I'm like, how was this interview set up? <laughs> I actually had a referral service that I worked with, um, and she found you and was like, here. And so she sent me your information. I was like, yeah, totally. Because I think I booked with you in March. You're a yes, very you, yeah. in, in well, demand I, man. Oh, my. Oh, man. It's, it's, um, yeah, I'm booked right now. I've gotten. Oh, I'm into February now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I've I've booked like I've I've opened the 90 days window, mm-hmm. and they're just flying. Like, yeah. there's probably a week in 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 January that I'm not doing anything because I'm going down to Orlando for a convention. Okay. I'm going down for Podfest. Nice. So, um, that but I'm and I'm gonna end up doing interviews down there anyway, so that's why I kind of left those those days open. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm booked through um through February now. I'm Make like, sure you you're taking some time for you too, my friend. Oh, I I do. Okay. Oh, believe me, I do. I take, okay. I, I know. I I don't. <laughs> when I first started, when I first started out, I went bananas. I was recording yeah. seven days a week. No matter what time, I was just recording content. Usually. Yeah. And um, I kind of burned myself out, so I took a couple. I took a couple of weeks off. Went to Puerto Rico, got recharged. So I once I did that, like last year, I really started structuring it better, like setting a set set schedule, really yeah. setting a schedule, um, and and really just making it much more easy instead of doing going all these interviews. And I like no, nope, these are my recording days. Yes, and. The other days are for whatever else I plan on doing. So, well, wife has her day. Yes, she does. You know, so we have wife day. Yes, and then we need weekend. That's the weekend. Yeah, we need it relaxing and rejuvenating because if you don't re pour into yourself, my friend, you pour out a lot every day. Yeah, I can't. You have to recharge and you have to pour into yourself. Yes, you do do, because you can't just continue to give and give and give and not really. So that's why I, I take time and I'll and I'll sit, sit down and I'll I'll listen to an audio book or I'll listen to something just so I can recharge and, and get back and and is am I perfect? No. I'm still work I'm still a work in progress. Yes. And and as long as I, I realize that I'm good. I'm just yeah. working and working and growing and trying to make something happen. You're doing great. You're doing a great job, my friend. One foot in front of the other every day. I, I've, to me, this, I've, uh, this, this, 
being able to do this is to me I'm is amazing. Like I've actually gotten to meet um I'm a big wrestling fan. Okay. So like I wrestling, I, I, wrestling, wrestling, or, wrestling, okay, wrestling, wrestling okay. fan. I'm a big wrestling fan. And um, I got to interview two people. Uh, I got to interview uh, a WWE Hall of Famer. Oh, um, he, he's uh, Stevie Ray. He's one half of Harlem Heat with his brother Booker T. Okay, great, I got to interview him, and we had a one. This is like one of my first interviews, and it was a great conversation. And then I got to interview a creative writer that was part of uh, the '90s and early 2000s and all that. So having that conversation and then um i'm a big i, I love the secret um i love the Look, love attraction okay. yep and so when uh, last year i got to interview bob doyle and wow yes yes so that to me was amazing like because he used a, a pr a pr group that to help find shows that fit it and when they sent me the message. Oh yeah, we like to book Bob Doyle on your show. I was like, oh heck yeah! <laughs> it was like, uh, oh yes, yes, Bob Doyle, yes, yes. Here you go, was my link, and and it was, it was an amazing experience to really sit down and and speak to him. And I, I, then again, I got to speak to him again on a one on one basis because uh, he was offering this program, and I just got and just, I just took the opportunity to speak to him. He's like, hey, even if it's you don't sign up, just just the opportunity to speak to him again and and, oh, wow. and and listen to him. So I've I've really have been just soaking it in. And it's it's funny because um at first I thought I was being very selfish because I was I know that the look is part of I know because I was enjoying these conversations so much. That I was like, man, oh man, this is should I be enjoying this so much? Or should I? Yeah. And then the guest, when I told this to a guest, she was like, There's nothing selfish about what you're doing, bro. You, you you are um that's self-love because you wanted to learn and grow and develop. And the fact that you're sharing it with your audience, mm, there's nothing selfish about any of the stuff you're doing. But hey, I just who am I to tell you? you know? <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's correct. Yes, yes. No, no, it made sense. <laughs> but again, you're human. You, yes. you get these moments, and that's why I named it stuck in my mind because sometimes I get trapped in there. And yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes it's a fun place. Sometimes it's a scary place. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you so much. This thank you. Oh, yeah, thank you. This has been great. I usually have the show on at five, but okay, you booked it at six. I was like, okay, that's cool. It was way back in the day. You yeah, must have had an opening at six. I did. I did. But after after you, after you're the last one at six, I don't have no more okay. or at five. I, I've kind of changed the schedule. <laughs> okay. Five, just book. Yeah. You're like, so, it's getting dark outside now. Get off here, lady. Yeah. <laughs> Now it gets dark early, so yeah. I know, I know, and it's going to change again in two weeks. So, yeah, yeah, yes. But this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, the pleasure is mine. This has been wonderful. I have, I've had a great time. Yes. So you know, if you have another six p.m. hole, just let me know. I'll jump in. <laughs> Definitely. I let. <laughs> uh, anytime you got any, anytime you got anything you want to promote or whatever, you got any programs coming up, hit me up. We'll get you back on the show, have you come on, promote it, and share it. Because um, we're friends now, so. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so whenever <laughs> whenever I see any of your stuff, I will be sharing it. And Likewise. Likewise. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. But don't Absolutely. leave the shit. Let me uh, okay. close out the show, and then uh, we'll chat a little bit. And, Absolutely. And But, yes, let me uh, close it out. Awesome. All right, everyone. Uh, thanks, everyone who, who tuned in. Greatly appreciate it. It's been a wonderful, wonderful show. Had a wonderful time. Um, big shout-out to my Real Wise fan, Poppy J, Brandy J. Love you guys. Big shout-out to the boss lady. Love you and appreciate you, babe. Uh, shout-out to Courtney for coming through and really, oh, man, I had been a, a, a very 
very enlightening conversation. I loved it. It was wonderful. And as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless y'all. Be safe. You know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out. Thank you.